Welcome, I'm Nestor Flores, the pastor of Dayspring Church in Mission Hills, California. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I want to invite you to learn more about Dayspring Church by visiting our website, dayspringmh.org. We trust that if you open your heart, God will speak to you and you'll know how to live a life with God at the center that will result in a blessed life. This message will inspire, build your faith, and help you to know God better. Enjoy the message. Hello. Happy New Year. Welcome to our first online worship experience of the year. Thank you for joining us. Since this is the first week of the year, we want to begin by partaking of communion. Uh, Go uh, get your elements ready, your crackers and grape juice, and get ready to receive from the Lord today. Today, we begin a new series of messages that I'm calling Renew. After a year of so much physical, emotional, and relational wear and tear, my prayer is, Lord, renew us. After so much sacrifice and pain, my prayer is, Lord, renew us. In fact, as we begin this year with our 21-day fast, we're asking the Lord to bring renewal. Renewal is to restore Restore those things that have been negatively affected in some way. Renewal is to revitalize, to give new life, or to restore something after a period of decline or inactivity. Renewal is to recharge, to gain motivation, energy, and strength. And renewal is to refresh, to be well-rested, to be able to continue on our journey. Physical, mental, and spiritual renewal produces a more balanced uh, approach to life. It produces greater focus, more energy, and whatever is needed to live fuller lives. So in the coming weeks, we are going to learn from God's Word how to renew those important areas in our life. Today, we want to talk about how to renew our vision. How to renew our vision. When I was younger, I had excellent vision. But as the year has, uh, years have passed, the clarity that I once enjoyed has been diminishing little by little. I'm pretty sure some of you would uh, be experiencing the same thing. But if I wear the right glasses, my vision is renewed. This is true physically, but it's also true spiritually. The truth is that our life is guided not so much but by what we see physically, but by what we see spiritually. It's like an image that you can see in your mind and in your heart. It's invisible in the natural, but you can see it in the spirit. In fact, if you can't see it in the spirit, you won't be able to see it in the physical. The reality is that there are things that affect our ability to see correctly. For example, problems and difficult circumstances rob us of our ability to see. Suffering doesn't allow us to see clearly. We can't see the way out. Things that are hidden keep us from seeing what is underneath. The lack of focus blurs our vision. Has it ever happened to you that you're looking for something, it's right in front of you, but you can't see it? (laughs) Maybe it's just me. Today, I want to talk to you about a man who received a miracle from God. A man who received his sight. And although this man received his physical sight, the intention of Jesus was not not only to renew his physical sight, but also his spiritual sight. I want you to read with me what the Bible says in John chapter 9, verse 39. 
I came to this world so that those who do not see might see. So that those that do not see might see. There's something interesting about human beings and that is that we always move towards what we see. This is why we need a renewed vision to move forward to what God has for us in these, this new year. When vision is lost, progress is lost. Proverbs 29, 18 says it this way. Where there is no vision, the people perish. In other words, we lose our way. Another version says it this way. People run wild. This is why God wants to renew our vision so that we can clearly see the bright future that he has for all of us. God wants us to enter into this new year with a clear vision. In John 9, we, we find the story of, of this man who received his sight. And through this passage, we are going to learn how to renew our vision. That's right, how to renew our vision. So if you don't have a pen or a pencil or, or, or a piece of paper, I should say, go find one because you may want to take some notes. In this story, we find four guidelines that if we put them into practice, they will help us to renew our vision. To renew our vision then, number one, focus on what God can do, not on the natural. Focus on what God can do. Now, John begins by telling us that as Jesus was walking, he saw a man who was blind from birth. This caused the curiosity to spur up in the disciples. In fact, look at what John 9 verse 2 says. Rabbi, his disciples asked, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? In those days, they believed that sickness was a consequence of sin. And if someone was sick, it, would be, it was because a person or their parents had done something wrong. This was a false belief, but this is how they, were, they had been taught. And that's why they asked Jesus, who sinned? This man or his parents? They were focusing on the natural, in what this man or what his parents had done. And they didn't realize that there was another option, a better option. When you focus only on the physical or on the natural, the doors will begin to close on you. You'll begin to get stuck in dead ends. You begin to lose hope and you end up in despair. But there's another option, a much better option. Look at what Jesus says in John chapter 9, verse 3. It says, Jesus said, you're asking the wrong question. You're looking for someone to blame. There's no such cause and effect here. Look instead for what God can do. Wow, that's great. Here's the key. Focus on what God can do. When you focus on what God can do, doors will open to new possibilities. When you think about what God can do, the veil is removed so that you can see bigger and more, a more glorious landscape. When you think about what God can do, your eyes will open and you will see things that you could not see before. When you think about what God can do, the impossibilities begin to disappear and you will see what can be possible if you only believe. Because for God, there is nothing impossible. See with the eyes of what God can do and not what you can do. 
we make the mistake often to, to, to look at life only from what we can do. But, 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 but I want you to realize that, that when we look at the future, we need to look at it with the eyes of what God can do. This is not to say that you won't have problems, but that you will be able to see what God can do with those problems. You will see what God can do in the midst of difficult situations. You will see what God can do in the midst of tribulations. When you focus on what God can do, you will enter into the realm of the supernatural. Yes, this is where the power of God is experienced. When this paradigm shift happens in your mind and in your heart, your vision is going to be renewed. Number two, number two, to, to renew your vision, take steps of faith in obedience to the Lord. The story continues by telling us that Jesus spits on the ground, makes mud with saliva, and spreads it on the eyes of the blind man. It kind of gross, isn't it? After this, Jesus asked the man to do something. Look at what John 9 verse 7 says. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Sil Siloam. Siloam means sent. So the man went and, and, and washed and came back seeing. This is really, really powerful. Here we see that Jesus asked this man to do something before he receives his miracle. The man didn't question Jesus. He just obeyed. And here we find this great truth. Faith must always be accompanied by action. Let me repeat that. Faith must always be accompanied by action. James says that faith without works is dead. Action is obedience to God. In other words, obedience is the visible expression of an invisible faith. Let me say that again. Obedience is the visible expression of an invisible faith. Faith is perfected through obedience. Look at the following examples. God asked Noah to build a boat. Uh, Noah obeys and God saves the human race. God asked Abraham to leave his land and his relatives and he obeys and God makes him the father of a great nation. God asked Moses to raise his staff when he got to the Red Sea. Moses obeyed and the sea opened up in two. Jesus asked Peter to get out of the boat. Peter obeyed and he walked on water. Jesus asked 10 lepers at one point to go and present themselves to the priest. They obeyed and on the way they were cleansed. There's a principle here. Take steps of faith in obedience to God. And you will see great things happen. If you have financial needs, be obedient and give your tithes and offerings to the Lord. And he will open the windows of heaven and pour down blessing until you have no more room to receive. If you're sick, be obedient and call the elders of the church to anoint you with oil. And the prayer of faith will heal you. When you obey, great things happen. I've experienced this in many ways. Uh, but one of the things that I always uh, wrestle with sometimes is when God gives me a word for someone. And, and inside I feel God is speaking. And I, and I, but at the same time, I wrestle with, with myself saying, well, maybe it's just me. Or, or what if I say something and, and, and it wasn't God? And, and, and we wrestle with that. But when I obey and I do what God tells me to do, 
more often than not, what happens is that God does something supernatural and powerful in the life of that person because God gave me a word for them. Why then is it so difficult to obey? Why is obedience such a difficult thing to do? Well, because of what I just said. Inside of us, there's a voice that says, what if it doesn't work? What if nothing happens? Listen, you are not responsible for the results. You are only responsible to obey. <laughs> Let me say that again. You are not responsible for the results. You're only responsible to obey. But when we obey, we perfect our faith. And faith is seeing the things that are not as though they were. By taking steps of faith and obedience, the Lord is going to renew our vision. Third, to renew your vision, don't allow people who can't see to prevent you from seeing. <laughs> this is really important. Don't allow people who can't see to prevent you from seeing. There's something very interesting that happens when you receive a vision from God. You think that everyone will be able to see the same thing you see. You think they will believe uh, with you that <clears throat> the vision can be achieved. You think they will be happy for what God has shown you. You think that you will receive support, encouragement, and cooperation. But many times, what you find is doubt. Yeah, doubt. This is what happened to this man. Hey, look at what John chapter 9, verse 8 says. His neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, Isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said he was, and others said, Nah, he just looks like him. And the religious leaders doubted even more. Look at what John 9 verse 18 says. The Jewish leaders still refused to believe the man had even been blind and could now see. What a sad scene. Here's a man who was born blind and now he's able to see. And instead of there being great rejoicing over this extraordinary miracle... There's questions and doubts and, 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 and all kinds of, of discussions. This teaches us that there will always be people in our life who will not be able to see. And people who are not going to be, believe in what you see. People who are not going to really see in the same way and they will want to discourage you. People who are going to tell you that it's impossible. People who think that you can't <clears throat> do it. People who will tell you that you shouldn't get your hopes up about something that isn't going to happen. People who will tell you that what you see cannot be done. That it's going to be impossible. That things cannot change so radically. That you should lower the bar of your expectations. People who will remind you that you tried in the past and it didn't happen. People who will point to others who couldn't do it. And they'll say, see, they tried. They couldn't do it. So you can't do it either. <laughs> Not only do we have to overcome negative people, we also have to overcome setbacks in life. You, you know, you, you need to understand that, that vision is not achieved easily. There's going to be setbacks. There's going to be complications. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be things that are not going to work out. Not everything will be perfect. It's very easy in those moments when you're struggling with all these things to surrender and return to the darkness. Those moments will certainly come, but you have to 
persist. Don't allow that past, don't allow the past to blind you of the possibilities that God has for you in the future. Don't allow the voices of others, even if they're well-intentioned, to blind you to what God can do. If God gives you a vision, even a massive one, although it seems impossible, believe that it can be possible because everything is possible with God. But what should you do in the face of all this negativity? Well, do what this blind man did. Look at what, he, look at what John 9 verse 25 says. But I know this, I was blind. And how I can see. Now, this is a powerful statement. Listen, you guys are arguing about whether or not this guy is this or that. All I know is that I was blind and now I can see. You see, when you get a vision from God, you got to say, well, you guys may believe me or not. But all I know is that I didn't see this before, but now I can see it. When the flame of faith rises that allows you to see what God can do, you know what you do? You fan that flame to make it bigger. Protect it and keep it in your heart and don't let anybody throw a bucket of cold water on it. Sometimes a single negative word and our faith is extinguished. An unfavorable comment and it deflates my enthusiasm. A malicious statement and my vision is dimmed. These negative people are not always bad people. They're just people that can't see. The people that can't see. But there are also other types of people, people of faith, people that have vision. And it would be good if you surround yourself with these types of people, people who will fan the flame of your faith, people who will stand by your side and say, yes, in Jesus' name, we can accomplish this. <laughs> if you hang around those kinds of people, you will increase that flame of faith in your life. The fourth thing, to renew your vision, trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, if you believe in the Lord Jesus, he's going to give you three things. One is that he's going to give you salvation. This is what the blind man received from the Lord. See what John chapter 9 verse 38 says. He said, yes, Lord, I believe, the man said. And he worshiped Jesus. Worship is to put God first. It is to recognize him as your Lord and Savior. It's to live a life of consecration. Second, Christ will give you a fresh vision. See what the Bible says in John chapter 12, verse 46. It says, I have come as light to shine on this dark world, so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. <laughs> when you have Christ in your heart, you will begin to see things that you could not see before. You will see new possibilities. You will see new opportunities. You will see a new future. Third, Christ will give you faith to see your vision realized. Now, faith is confidence. This is what Hebrews 11.1 1 says. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. You see, your faith will grow as you draw closer to Jesus. Your faith will grow as you hear more and more the Word of God. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. What do you want God to do in your life this next year? <clears throat> well, you can't see now that you would like to see God 
make a reality next year. Maybe it's something that has always been there, but it's covered up and you can't really see it. And you want this year for God to show you by removing the veil, the covering, the obstacle, so that you can see clearly. In other words, what do you want God to reveal to you this next year? Maybe it's something that is in the dark that doesn't allow you to see that you will want God to illuminate so that you will see clearly this coming year. Maybe it's something that doesn't exist, but you want it to exist this coming year. You know, we're going to start a 21-day fast. In fact, we start today. Right after the service, we're going to start it. And uh, I know you don't have a card with you, but I want you to take a piece of paper and I want you to write these words. This year, I want to see. And then put a blank space. This year, I want to see. In fact, don't put just one blank. Maybe put five or six or more, but I think five will be enough. And I want you to fill that blank with whatever it is you want to see this year. And we're going to fast and pray. And this fast releases the anointing of the Lord. And this anointing breaks every yoke. This anointing is what loosens all the bondages. This anointing is what releases God's blessing over our life. So when we're fasting, we're just not, you know, eating this and not eating that. We are actually engaging in a spiritual process that will cause major transformation and change in our life. And what we're going to do is that we're going to draw closer to Jesus. And as we draw closer to Jesus, then our faith is going to grow. And we're going to fan that flame so that it's massive. And then we'll be able to see the things that we want to see this year. So I want you to write and think through in prayer. Don't just write whatever. No, think clearly about what it is that you want to see. Maybe for some is to see your marriage flourish. For others is to see your spiritual life grow to a new level. For others it may be to see God use your life to advance his kingdom. For others is to see a life full of joy. Others want to see unity in their family. Others want to see financial, uh, their financial situation improve a great deal. <clears throat> Others want to see families surrendered, surrendering their lives to Jesus. I don't know what it is for you, but pray carefully about what it is that you want to see. And then join us in this fast. 21 days. We're going to do the, the Daniel fast, which is a, which is a fast, of a, a partial fast because we eat certain things and we don't eat certain things. You can, you can go into <clears throat> our website and you'll have the instructions there of the things that you can and cannot eat. If for some reason, physically, you have some illness that doesn't allow you to do that, then maybe you want to be in the spirit of the fast by praying and by maybe, uh, you know, just uh, leaving some other things uh, and, and fasting from those things so that you can be in the spirit of the fast. If, if, if this is the first time you do it, you may want to, you know, connect with your doctor and make sure that it's going to be fine. Our experience has been that most people benefit greatly from the Daniel fast. And so we just ask you to be, to be careful if, if you are experiencing some, some illness in your life. 
And if you're not, if you're healthy, then join us. Beginning today, right after the service, we begin our fast and we're going to see fantastic things happen. As we begin this new year, we're going to be encouraged. We're going to have a different perspective and we're going to have a different attitude. As a church, I want to see our church be united. I want to see a church full of worshipers, those that worship God in spirit and in truth. A church of doers of the word and and not just hearers. A church of prayer warriors. A church uh, that is empowered by the Holy Spirit. A church serving with all their hearts. And a church that is generous. You know, that's, that's what I'm praying for. And I'm believing that this year God is going to help us to see these and many other things happen. We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare Him your God. No one loves you like Jesus, and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart, and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but He didn't stay dead. He rose back to life so I could have eternal life. From today on, I will follow you, transform my life through your truth and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations! If you made that prayer, God lives in you and now you have a new life in Him. Connect to a church so your faith and love for God can continue to grow. We believe that you can find a loving and encouraging community in Day Spring Church. Come visit us. You belong here. We would love to meet you.